This is the High School Football America podcast for August the 9th, 2019. I'm Jeff Fisher. Heading to Clearwater, Florida here on the High School Football America show today. Uh, going to Clearwater, Florida. I, I, as a kid growing up in Philadelphia, I said this before I started rolling the tape here to Coach Don Messick, who's going to join us in just a second. Uh, I, Clearwater was big for me because that meant the Phillies were heading south and baseball was just around the corner. But we're going to talk some tornado football today. Clearwater High School coached by Don Messick. He took over in 2015. Uh, program uh, from my little research there was struggling a little bit, but he's done a great job of turning it around. I, I see that he's got a high-powered offense, scores lots of points. So Coach Messick is here to uh, join us. He was one of the guys that retweeted on Wednesday uh, to get the uh, opportunity to promote his kids, his coaches, his program, and the community. And Don's here now to talk about that. Welcome to the show, Coach. Thanks, really. I'm really glad to have to be on the show with you. Well, let's talk a little bit about, um, you know, to set the scene for the listeners around the country. Clearwater, Florida, uh, a little bit about how the, the, the football team fits into the, the fabric of the community. I know you took over in 2015, so take it from there. You can be the ambassador to the head of the Chamber of Commerce, if you will. All right, yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah, so Clearwater uh, High School is, is one of the oldest high schools in Pinellas County. It's one of the, one of the very first high schools that they built down in Pinellas. Um, we actually have... 28 public high schools now, so it's one of many now, but it, ha- it is one with one of the longest traditions um, in Pinellas County. The school's over 100 years old. Um, there's tremendous amounts of, of alumni, you know, that, that uh, stay in the area and have businesses and whatnot. So, you know, we feel like, you know, we're a big part of the community and, um, you know, we continue to work to make them proud and whatnot. Well, let's talk about, uh, you know, kind of you taking over in 2015. As I said, you know, in my research there, I saw you had a couple of struggle years, but it, it looks like you were you and your staff were able to kind of hop in there and, and get things turned around. Tell me a little bit about um, the, the thumbprint that you and your staff put on the program. What is a, a Don Messick high school football program look like? Is it is it defense first off? Where, where, give, give people a, a snapshot of it. Well, I'd say mainly it's just like, you know, putting the work first. Uh, when I took over the program, you know, there had been a coach that had been there for a pretty long time, and, uh, you know, the program had gone somewhat downhill. They had uh, more like a hobby at the school than, than it was a, a sport. You know, the kids weren't really putting in all of the time. I mean, they still had some really great players. I mean, Clearwater's got a lot of tremendously uh, gifted athletes that come through the doors, but a lot of them were going other places because the football program really wasn't um, – being run as a year-round program you know the the old the, the former coach was uh kind of old school and you know football season was football season and they didn't do all the things uh all year round which is what you have to do if you want to win in the state of florida you got to have a program that runs year-round so i would say what we've done is you know we've implemented a program to where 46 weeks out of the year we're working football you know whether it's in the weight room or conditioning or actually during the season but you know, it's just been a, a complete culture change as far as the amount of work and the amount of, uh, of dedication a player's got to show in order to be part of our program. Um, you know, as far as what we do, I mean, our, our offense has been uh, has been kind of leading the way for us the last few years. Um, you know, part of that is because we have a real cohesive coaching staff on the offensive side, and that hasn't necessarily been the case on the defensive side. So, you know, we're hoping to get that fixed. But you know, we've scored 38 points a game since I've been there, and uh, hopefully this year we can stop some people so we can win more games. <laughs> and we'll get to some of those kids by name that you expect to do some things on the field and in leadership roles as well. Don Messick on the line, Clearwater, Florida. Football being talked about today. Um, you, you mentioned that you've got the cohesion there on the offensive side with the staff and that. One of the, one of the biggest things as, as 
you know we've gone through nine years with this show is is talking to coaches about the 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 difficulties if you will of, of, of putting together a staff um, and and I think what I try to do with the question isn't about how hard is it or how easy is it but you know what do you look for um, from a as a head coach you know what are you looking in an OC what are you looking at a DC what are you looking at position coaches how how do you approach that process of, of figuring out who are the guys that you can bring together to get those win totals up? Well, honestly, I mean, because a lot of my coaches have to be volunteers, you know, we don't get a whole lot of coaching stipends here in, in Florida where I'm able to have a staff that's actually on campus. I mean, last year we went through the season with just one coach actually on our campus. I mean, I'm a volunteer myself. I own my own business, so I'm I'm there as much as humanly possible, but I know I have another job as well. So probably, the, you know, the biggest thing, honestly, is, is availability, you know, to be um, – have a coach that's able to show up all of the time and be there when we need him to be there and be there through the off season and whatnot. Um, you know, unfortunately my offensive coordinator is one guy that he was actually there the year before I was there. And he, he stayed on with me. He actually brought me to Clearwater. And, and uh, so, you know, he and I have been done, done a great job, you know, trying to manage the offense. And like I said, we just kind of tried to build the staff with other guys that are dedicated to the program and can, you know, make contributions year round. So that's a big part of it. Um, you know, we're really, really fortunate this year to get a, a defensive coordinator that's really well known in the area. He's coached some in college. He's been to he's been to state semifinal games with a different program, and he's joined our program this year, uh, Coach John Scargle. So, you know, we're really happy to have him on the defensive side of the ball and think that he can bring the same continuity on defense that we've had on offense. Yeah, you know, it's kind of funny. I, you brought that up. I kind of forgot about it. I had a conversation maybe a year ago about Florida's salaries and stipends and, and whatnot, which makes it makes it difficult. Um, it, it, and I, I say this to people all the time. People don't understand high school football coaches, and except for the big states when the, the Texases or some of the big private schools. You guys are, uh, it's, a, it's a passion type of thing. And, uh, you know, ultimately it's now a 12-month-a-year job, right? It used to be four, and uh, we just salute you guys for doing what you do uh, for not a whole lot of money. I mean, it's it's pennies on the dollar, obviously. Don Messick on the line. Clearwater High School football, and let's uh, dive into it. Uh, you, uh, well, let's start on the offensive side of the ball, 38 points a game. That's pretty pretty good. Uh, who are some of the kids you have coming back? Let's get their names in here. Uh, what do you expect out of them? And uh, tell the listeners a little bit about your players. So uh, it kind of starts uh, starts with our quarterback. I mean, uh, Rince Monty, um, you know, he's, uh, he's through for – over 3,000 yards last year. He's going to have another great season this year. Uh, he broke all the school records last year for completion percentage, um, passing yards, and touchdown passes. Um, and he's back. He's actually committed to go to Lafayette up in Pennsylvania. So um, they're going to be happy to have him next year, but we're happy to have him for one more year with us. Um, you know, on the receiving end of his passes, uh, we've got a really experienced receiving core. We've got a receiver back from that season uh, last year. Um, you know, uh, our probably our most well-known receiver is Kedrick Murray. He's got offers to play at uh, Kentucky and at USF. He's uh, a little bit of an undersized guy, but he's kind of lightning in a bottle. You know, he had over a thousand yards receiving last year, over 60 catches. So he's going to be a big part of the offense again. And then uh, the guy playing the position just opposite of him is uh, Marquavion Jeter. Um, he started last year, his first year really playing high school football. He decided to play uh Little League football his freshman year. So his sophomore year, uh, he did a great job for us. I had over 500 yards receiving, and he's just developed um, unbelievably this offseason in the weight room and whatnot, putting in the extra time, and uh, he's going to be a huge part of our success as well. Um, 
playing out at our X receiver is a kid that uh, just came to us this last spring is uh, Catrice Mobley. He's got offers at Iowa State. He's a big, big tall 6'4 receiver. Um, got a, a really, really good frame. Uh, done a tremendous job this, this uh, offseason working on his route running and his ability to catch the football because he was a kid who previously was playing some quarterback, but he's really full-time at receiver now and uh, doing a really good job for us. So our receiving core is really stacked with a lot of talented players, um, you know, for rent to get the ball to. But as you know, it always starts up starts up front yep. um, with the offensive line. So, you know, we've got on the offensive line, we've got three guys that are returning from last year. We did lose a couple kids uh, to graduation. You know, one was a kid who went to Florida, Ethan White, uh, who's at University of Florida now. Um, but, you know, we've got uh, some kids back that have some experience. We've got some young kids that we're really, really excited about. So I'll start with the kids that are that are returning. Uh, Ricky Anderson, uh, he's played center for us for the last two seasons, and he's going to be back this year. Um, you know, he's just a, a real solid um, high school offensive lineman. Done a great job in the weight room, and he's also done a really good job for us during this offseason uh, with kind of leading the offensive line. You know, he knows what to expect able to anticipate things before they happen and you know he'll be the guy that's setting everything for us up front um out of left tackle we have a, a big kid who's got a tremendous upside to him um he's six five you know 310 pounds mm. um last year was his first year playing football so he's really raw but he did get some time um but he's um his name is uh, justin cubani he's just a really super hard-working kid uh you know we really love the effort that he's put forth this year um, and so he did it really, he wants it, you know, I mean, he's not just a big kid that just hope that it comes to him because he's big. I mean, he's really getting after it all the time. So, you know, we really, really love those, those two up front. And then, um, you know, playing opposite of them, we've got a kid who's um, been a two year starter, Austin Barry. He's going to start at left guard for us. And, um, Austin's a kid who, you know, was a really small kid and just started growing, um, and, and, um, getting a lot thicker in the weight room during the off season. And then, uh, playing opposite of him is going to be, um, it's going to be uh, uh, Aaron Sanchez, and uh, Aaron's a young kid. You know, he's just a sophomore, um, but he came in before his freshman year even started to, to get into the weight room with us because, you know, he really wants to play. He's super excited about playing high school football. So, you know, that's our that's our group up front. And uh, we've got a couple other young kids that are still kind of battling out for that last spot in the offensive line. Um, you know, four or five players, and we'll see kind of how that how that turns out. As you guys go into uh, camp there, I, lo- I loved hearing Lafayette. By the way, that was my uh, very first uh, <laughs> job when I was uh, when I broke into radio when I was uh, uh, 14 years old. I was the uh, the stats guy at a radio station where uh, my, my mentor was the voice of the Leopards. So that was that little little <laughs> that, that sounded good this morning. I like that, Coach. We're talking Clearwater football. Uh, Don Messick on the line. Let's uh, let's flip it over. You said you've got a, a, a new DC. Uh, did you change the scheme? Let's hear a little bit about the scheme and some of the kids that uh, you're looking for big things out of. Yeah, before, before we get there, I forgot two kids I wanted to mention on the offense, too. I completely forgot about our, uh, our running backs. Uh, both our running backs are seniors. Last year we had uh, three running backs um, that kind of split time, and one of them graduated. 
and um, and he's off to he's off to college at uh, Baldwin Wallace. But our two running backs that are returning are Marcus Jeter and and Latrez Bradley, and both of them were you know, tremendous ball carriers last year. But you know they split the carries with three guys last year. It's just going to be the two of them this year. But both those both those guys are tremendous in pass protection and also really really uh, good running backs. A little bit different style running backs. Marcus is more of a pounder, and Latrez is kind of a scat guy. But you know they add an awful lot to our offense because we do throw the ball to him out of the backfield quite a bit. And I don't people think that we're just a pass first offense. We were pretty much fifty fifty when it comes to runner pass. So um, those guys are going to be going to be huge for us this season. Um, so defensively, um, you know, to say if we did we change our scheme or not, we're still a base uh, forty defensive front uh, with Coach Scargle. But you know, we've had such a tumultuous time with defensive coordinators. I've had a different defensive coordinator every year since I've been there. Um, you know, last year our defensive coordinator. Um, just up and left just before the season started. So we kind of coordinated the defense by, uh, you know, by committee. And that was just not a good way to go, but it was the only option that we had. Um, so, yeah, I think we've changed our scheme in, uh, in that we have one this year. You know, I mean, that's probably the, the best way that I can put it. Um, you know, we actually have a plan. You know, we're not kind of guessing as to what's going to work. So I, I couldn't be more excited about, uh, about you know, the work that uh, Coach Scargill is doing over there and how our, how our kids are reacting to, you know, having the same type of defense and the same type of coaching that we've always had on the offensive side. I mean, those guys are really feeling good about themselves and, you know, and understanding their jobs and their responsibilities. It's not like, you know, patchwork every week as to how we're going to attack other teams. So let's get some of the kids in there by name. Let's, uh, who, who do you expect sure. to do yeah, big things? So- yeah, so um, on our along our defensive line, I mean, here's the, the great part. Our defensive line, every kid on our defensive line, this is going to be their third year um, playing um, varsity football. So the defensive line is really loaded with guys. We've got uh, Tim Williams, who's got offers to just about every school, and he's a, a national recruit, um, and he's only going into his junior year. He started as a freshman for us. Um, probably in my mind, this kid's extremely undersized, but he just, he's a kid that, you know, is so frustrating for us because we can't block him. Um, you know, during the week at practice, he's an undersized kid. Hopefully he gets an opportunity to play college football, maybe as a outside linebacker or something, but his name is uh, Tyrese Wright. And, uh, he's the most energetic guy on our team. Um, like I said, he can't be blocked. He's got a motor that never stops. And we just absolutely love that kid. Um, He's going to wreak a lot of havoc for a lot of teams because, like I said, we, we just can't block them during practice. And then uh, the other two guys on our offensive line is one is um, uh, Matthew Nieves, um, big kid, um, 6'2", about 225 pounds, just a real grinder, um, really extremely hard worker. I think he's a kid that's really going to benefit from the discipline of Coach Scargill because he was kind of a little bit off the rails for us last year, hard to keep in position, didn't necessarily understand his responsibilities, which wasn't completely his fault. Um, but I think this year with the more structured approach, he's going to have a, a tremendous, tremendous season. And then the last guy on the defensive line is also a three-year starter for us is uh, Damon Dennis. Um, just a real thick kid, super strong, a little bit undersized. He's not like the biggest kid in the world, but he's really, really strong kid. And, um, you know, he's kind of kind of buckled down the three-tech position for us. So um, the next group that I'm really excited about is our, our defensive backs. We've got four guys that are actually competing for – position at, at corners um we've got jay crankfield um jojo walker uh Jaden daniels and um kendrick tan are all four guys that are really putting in a lot of time they're really trying to impress coach and earn those two corner spots because 
uh, three of those four are seniors. Um, you know, there's just a really a tremendous amount of competition, um, you know, in that defensive backfield. And then um, back at our safety positions, we've got a young kid uh, that we're super excited about. He's only going into a sophomore year. He, he was uh, played running back on our JV team last year, but and we just love the kid at free safety because he's got tremendous range. He's got really good makeup speed, got um, great ball skills. And when he does pick the ball off, you know, being a former running back, he knows what to do with it. So we're really excited about him. That's uh, Dre Tez Tucker. And then the last kid is probably the hardest working kid on my team, or at least one of the, he's at least in the top two or three hardest working kids on my team. A kid named um, uh, DJ Garland. He's a kid who came to us. Uh, he was there his freshman year um, as a really scrawny, really skinny kid, and he's put an awful lot of meat on his bones. He's a really long, super athletic kid. You know, he's up, uh, he's up to 200 pounds now at strong safety. Um, He's just a guy that, you know, he can play anywhere for us. If we need to line him up at defensive end, he could play defensive end. He could, he could play, uh, he could play Mike linebacker if we had to have him there. And then, uh, you know, but he is playing strong safety. So I think he's going to have a really, really good season, especially in the, in the scheme that Coach Scarl is putting in. And the linebacking core, uh, we're only returning one starter. We had two uh, really good um, inside linebackers last year that both graduated. Um, one of them is off to college, and one of them, unfortunately, tore his ACL in the All-Star game, so he's not sure what he's going to do now. But uh, um, the guys, we, so we're going to have some young guys, especially at two of the positions. We've got one returner at outside linebacker, Caden Padgett. And then the other two positions are really, you know, we've got some guys that we think are going to do a pretty good job there. Um, they, they came up through our JV program. Um, and we're just kind of hoping that, uh, hoping that they really continue to develop. Um, but I think with the defensive line that they have in front of them, um, you know, they're going to have the ability to, to be pretty successful because they're not going to have blocks getting to them. Um, uh, one of the kids' name is, uh, Jay Sean Daniels and the other one is, uh, Michael Hearn. So, you know, hopefully, uh, those guys can do it for us. But honestly, those are the only two positions on our team that, you know, we're really just having to, you know, continue to work with, you know, as much. And we got to work with all of them, but, you know, those are the two positions that we're primarily concerned with and kind of really got to keep a close eye on and coach those guys up because every other position on our team we feel really, really solid about. Yeah, you sound like you got some nice talent coming back there, talking Clearwater football. And as we wrap up, uh, kind of a two-part question as you go into camp, what are some of the boxes that you're looking to, to check as the, the HC and, and, and your staff are looking to check? And then what are some of the – I was going to say, what are the goals up on the, the chalkboard, but we don't have those anymore. Maybe maybe it's a grease board. Or <laughs> maybe it's just something you talk about. <laughs> what are they? Yeah, so – you know, our biggest thing, we've always had a tremendous amount of talent. I mean, we've had, I mean, we've had talent after talent after talent every single year. And I keep telling the kids that, you know, the talent is, is not enough to, to win football games. Um, you know, you, you can't win without talent, but it's not, it's not just going to line up and say, oh, we got these guys, so we're going to win. I mean, and our, you know, our guys have proven that we've made the playoffs all four years since I've been there. Um, you know, we've exited earlier than we wanted to in all four of those years. So, I, you know, we're kind of, the big thing this year is, is kind of just trying to build the team chemistry and continue to do that. It's something that I've been trying to do since I got there. But, you know, I think these kids have finally bought in because they've seen the teams in the past that are extremely talented teams, you know, get into the playoffs and get beat by a team that probably wasn't as talented as we are, that just, but that just played closer, you know, were more disciplined and whatnot. So our big thing, you know, during this offseason has been, you know, discipline and, and team building. Uh, we took all of our kids – you know, we, we've been working since January the 8th. So the kids that made all of the workouts from January 8th until, uh, the start of, of, um, or until all the way through spring ball, 
we took all of them on a, on a river rafting trip up to Okoe, Tennessee, which was a, a pretty big feat, you know, trying to take, <laughs> trying to take 40 kids to Tennessee for river rafting. But, you know, it was a reward for them. I think we did some really good team building during that trip. Um, you know, and, the, you know, I just talk to the kids all the time about being considerate, you know, be considerate of other people's, of other people's feelings, of other people's time, you know, and, and, and of, and of each other in their property and whatnot. So I think this team is a completely different type of team than we've had in the past. We don't have a whole lot of selfishness on this team. The kids have bought into understanding that none of us can do it alone. You know, we kind of have to do it together. So, you know, if I had one checkbox, it would just be that, that we, that we play together, um, you know, because we've got as much talent as anybody around. There's not a team out there that's going to be necessarily more talented than us. So, it's really just about continuing to, to play together and, and buying into the system on both sides of the ball, actually all three, because we lost some games last year due to special teams. So, you know, just trying to get all that stuff put together and playing together, I think it's going to be the difference between this team and the teams we've had in the past. Well, Coach, we really appreciate your uh, your time. I know it's uh, getting that time when uh, time gets a little precious, especially since you've got another job that you do there in addition to helping these young men. So uh, we wish you nothing but success in 2019, and thanks for joining us today. No problem. Thank you for having me. Remember, you can listen to the podcast also on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, a lot of ways to listen to our daily podcast. That's going to do it for today. When we're not speaking at you, make sure you go to highschoolfootballamerica.com for the latest high school football news. And follow us on Twitter at HSFB America, Facebook at Facebook.com forward slash High School Football America, and on Instagram at High School Football America. Our handle on YouTube for the YouTube channel and lots of high school football video is HSFB America. For now, this is Jeff Fisher saying I'll talk to you tomorrow on the High School Football America podcast.